Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another Turbulence Training Fat Loss Call. We're here with another weight loss and workout update to help give you another seven days of information to help get you on your fat loss program. So what we've got for you this week is some research on weight loss behaviors. We've got some updates on my workouts and some nutrition stuff to finish it off. Now, I just want to say a belated Happy Mother's Day to everybody All the moms out there, I hope you had a great weekend. I was out in the the country with my family visiting my mom, and for Mother's Day, I let her borrow my dog for a week. Now, I'm just kidding. Obviously, uh, I did buy her some presents and stuff, but I did leave the dog out there for the week, so I am dogless, and uh, he is out there enjoying the countryside. And while I was out there, there was this bird that had been trying to fly through the kitchen window for over four days, and it just, you know, every morning, I was out there Wednesday morning, Thursday morning, Friday morning, Saturday morning, and every morning this bird would try and fly into the kitchen window, or into the kitchen through the window, and it kept on banging its head, and I, you know, I posted on Facebook, and this got quite a few comments, I said, if you're half as persistent as that bird, you're going to succeed, so never, ever, ever give up, unless you're that bird, then you can give up, uh, But otherwise, you know, stay strong, and I hope you'll join us in the 11th Turbulence Training Transformation Contest, which is underway right now. And as I mentioned last week in our call, I have a special edition in that everybody's helping me help reach my goal of 500 total pounds of fat loss from all the contestants. So I really think that we can do it. We may have done it in the past, I don't know, but I really think we can do it this time. You know, 50 people losing 10 pounds. We've got a lot of people pledging uh, 25 pounds, you know, saying they're going to lose that. And it's going to be fantastic. You know, we'll do 500 this time. Maybe we'll do 1,000 next time. And I think we can continue on and on. All right, so let's move into this week's seven days. We're going to start with our transformation tip of the week. And there's a a quote that got a lot of uh, response on my Facebook page as well. And it's from a guy named M. Scott Peck, who I'd never heard of before, but he has quite a few good insights. And he said, the truth is that our finest moments are most likely to occur when we are feeling deeply uncomfortable, unhappy, or unfulfilled. For it is only in such moments, propelled by our discomfort, that we are likely to step out of our ruts and start searching for different ways or truer answers. And a lot of people, you know, felt like that touched them and uh, hit home. And I said to a, a a couple of friends last week, if you're struggling, don't worry. Just stay strong. Commit to positive action. Commit to the right processes and remember that that every day we are working towards better tomorrows. So it doesn't matter how, you know, tough today is. Just look at the bright side, the positives. Come back tomorrow. Be even more positive. Stick with your healthy habits and you're going to get there. All right, into our training tips. And this week and next week, we're going to cover my new four-week workout program. So we'll do workouts A and B this week and then work out C and D next week and it's continuing on to help me with my strength training and strength gains and so the first workout is a lower body workout and I do these things called depth jumps D-E-P-T-H and you basically step off a a short box and as soon as you land you jump up in the air and so it's a increased intensity compared to regular vertical jump and that I don't do a lot of those it's more just you know a little bit of jump work but a little bit also of uh, getting the nervous system ready and prepared for my squats. So I move on to the squats. I'm using the Jim Wendler's 5-3-1 program. So in week one, I do a 
he has a deload week at the end of a four-week program. I have a, I use a beginner week at the start of a program. So I just go through and I, I work out at a kind of a moderate intensity, lower intensity, lower volume, just preparing myself for those exercises so I can come in nice and strong in the five-rep week, which is, you know, his first real week, and it's really my second week of the program. So uh, basically, you do, I've talked about this on the previous call, but in the first week, you do three sets of five. In the second week, you do three sets of three. And in the third week, you do a set of five, a set of three, a set of one with various percentages. It's a great book. A uh, guy's name is Jim Wendler, and if you want to get strong, he will help you get strong. He has squatted a 1,000 pounds, so he knows what he's doing. All right, next I do uh, barbell lunges. And then I've got three exercises that I choose from. I'm not really worried whether I do the same one each week, but I'm either going to do a dumbbell Romanian deadlift or a kettlebell swing or a good morning. I did kettlebell swings. I've done this workout once. I did kettlebell swings the first time. And then uh, I really like this exercise you can do with a TRX or a blast straps called kneeling strap extensions. And I actually did them with a Jungle Gym from Lifeline today. And... Basically, you're kneeling, and it's like doing a stability ball rollout, but you're holding on to the straps instead of using a ball. And it's the same motion. You're stretching your abs on the way out, contracting them, embracing them strong on the way in. And then if I have time, I might do some calves or side planks at the end. Okay, into Tuesday, our research review from this week comes from the journal Obesity, and it's called Behavioral Transitions and Weight Change Patterns Within the Premier Trial. And it comes down from old Alabama, from uh, researchers from the University of Alabama wanted to see if short-term weight loss behaviors led to long-term weight loss. And so they studied 507 overweight and obese subjects for 18 months. Now, the, the first six months, they were focused just on weight loss. And so they had 33 meetings, and they were talking about diet and exercise and all that type of stuff. And then after the six months, they basically went into weight maintenance. They didn't have any more meetings. And what they found was the participants lost an average of 5.3 kilograms after six months, so about 12 pounds. And they found that behaviors that increased weight loss were meeting attendance, you know, being at the meetings, food journaling, and recording your workouts, which are three things we talk about all the time. And they also helped weight maintenance. So the more often they did meeting, the more often they attended meetings, the more often they journaled their food, the more often they recorded their workouts, the better success they had. Now, unfortunately, they were at 5.3 kilograms of weight loss after six months, and then the average was they had had gained about a kilogram back after 18 months. Now, still, they were about 5% of body weight loss, but they gained a little bit of weight back, but still an improvement over what they started with. And the researchers concluded that behaviors associated with short-term weight loss also are going to help long-term weight loss. And basically, they also said if you minimize the decline in those behaviors, you know, if you stop them from missing meetings, if you stop them from stopping food journaling, and if you keep them recording their workouts, they're going to have greater long-term success. So stick with those habits. Make them habits every day. Spend five minutes recording your food, preparing, you know, tomorrow's food, writing it down, what you're going to, what you're going to have, and writing down your workouts. I mean, Guys like me and John Berardi and so many other guys, we have our spreadsheets from 2001. He has his from 1990. You know, we keep track of this stuff because it allows us to look back and it also keeps us motivated and on track. All right, into Wednesday's workout tip. Now we're going to take a look at my workout B, which I did yesterday. 
which was uh, starts with a big upper body warm up, and I have a big lower body warm up on the lower body day. And you can uh, you know check out past calls or check out my YouTube videos for warm ups. And I start with a bench press. I'm on that five three one program, so I just did a easy workout this week. Next week I'll do five set, or three sets of five at around two hundred pounds. Um, and then narrow seated row. And with this one, I changed up the narrow seated row so that when I row the handle in, I squeeze my shoulder blades together for three seconds at that end range of motion. And you're going to use a little lighter weight. And uh, for me, I have been having a bit of a forearm problem, um, overuse with the new Mac, I think, hitting the most button. And so some of my forearm uh, elbow bending exercises uh, are a bit painful, but this one uh, allowed me to do the exercise without pain. And I'm getting some treatment on that, so don't worry. That It should be fixed soon. Then I moved into rack lockouts and underhand bodyweight row, and then some triceps and some shrugs to finish off. So pretty big meathead workout, but that's workout B. And uh, I'd like to see my bench press get back up into the 275 range after this program. Now into Trainer Thursday. And we're going to talk about metabolic resistance training. Now, a lot of people have heard that term, but they don't know exactly what it is. And trainers should be using this with their clients. But there's two ways that you can do it. At least that's what my friend Alan Cosgrove said. And I had a great interview with him uh, for our certified turbulence trainers that they're going to get this month. So it's an hour-long interview with Alan. And we, we talked about how pretty much every turbulence training workout falls under the definition of metabolic resistance training, which is where you pair exercises and supersets or you do circuits and you train and you have an elevated heart rate and insufficient recovery and kind of like that, you know, 8 to 12 repetition range with very limited rest. And that's pretty much metabolic resistance training. Now, there's two ways of doing it. You can have heavy metabolic resistance training, which is where you're around that 8 repetition range, and you're going to have soreness the next day. Or as Alan uh, does with his clients, instead of using interval training, they do light metabolic resistance conditioning. So they'll use exercises that have a higher repetition range and basically lighter weight, so maybe more body weight exercises and, you know, kettlebell stuff and, and medicine ball throws and all that type of cool stuff. And they'll do that at higher rep ranges, again, with limited recovery. And so the heart rate's going to be high for a long time. You're going to be burning a lot of calories, and it's kind of a replacement to heavy resistance, or sorry, to interval training, and it's kind of like our bodyweight cardio programs. So that is the other way that, you, you know, you can do metabolic resistance training. And so I've combined the two of those, the, the heavy metabolic resistance training and the lighter metabolic conditioning into May's workout of the month, which is TTMRT, which is turbulence training, metabolic resistance training. And you do four workouts, two of each kind, and the heavy workouts are done first, Followed the next day by the conditioning workouts. A lot of fun, a lot of calories burned, a lot of fat loss. All right, into Facebook Friday. Got a really good question. It's a long question, but a really good question on Facebook today. And they were talking about what's the rule of thumb when you reach the limits of your equipment. So his treadmill only reaches 11.2 miles per hour, but he can run faster and longer. And he can do more repetitions with the weight that he has for dumbbell presses. So he can do three sets of six at 85 pounds on flat dumbbell press and also the same with dumbbell squats and also with chin-ups. What if he can do, you know, 12 or 15 reps? Should he add weight or more reps? 
And so basically this is what I said. For the interval training, you can run longer and use shorter recovery periods. So if he's doing 11.2 for 60 seconds, he can do 11.2 for 90 seconds and then cut the recovery or cut the recovery time or add an interval or two at the end. And for the dumbbell chest press, he can just add repetitions because six is still pretty low. So, you know, once you're getting up to 15, you really have to change around things. And you can also use the slower eccentrics, you know, four or five seconds. That'll change things for a while. But eventually you're going to have to to get, either get some more weight or do some other exercises. Um, you know, once you've, once you're able to do like three sets of 15 at five second eccentric, you know, you can do alternating presses, which are going to allow, you know, one, one dumbbell at a time. Um, that'll give you a little bit more mileage as well. But eventually you're probably going to have to get some more weight or, you know, focus more on bodyweight stuff or incline presses instead of flat presses, which are going to be harder. For the dumbbell squat, if you can do, most people, when they do dumbbell squats, they basically have a problem with grip strength or the dumbbells get in their way. So what you need to do is switch to a single leg exercise. And there's so many out there that you can use instead of the dumbbell squats. You can use a dumbbell split squat, uh, dumbbell reverse lunge, dumbbell step up. You can pretty much substitute any of those single leg exercises in there in place of the dumbbell squat. And then for bodyweight exercises, you can either add weight or add reps. So, again, once you get up to, like, three sets of 15 to 20, add some weight if you can. But otherwise, you know, there's variations. You know, if you're doing chin-ups, switch to pull-ups, which are the overhand and harder version. The next question we had on Facebook was, do you have any online follow-along videos? And the answer is yes. We just added a few. They're 15-minute workout follow-along videos, and you can get those at turbulencetraining.com forward slash 15, the number 15, minute workouts. So TurbulenceTraining.com, 15-minute workouts, and you get beginner and advanced 15-minute workout follow-along videos, and there's three. There's, you know, workout A, B, and C in the beginner and workout A, B, and C in the advanced, and it's only 20 bucks. All right, into Social Sports Saturday, um, a little bit of a somber note here. I want to dedicate this call to my friend Yuri, who passed away suddenly at the age of 49 last week now. I hadn't really known Yuri for that long, only about a year and a half. I met him through some of my friends in the financial newsletter world. I uh, first met him in Las Vegas at a, at a financial seminar. He's a really nice guy, a really interesting guy. I mean, he's this Russian guy, and he has an amazing background. He, he escaped the Soviet Union. He went to Italy where he lived on the streets. Uh, he eventually made his way to New York City. And he became a taxi driver. He saved his money and put himself through Columbia Business School. So, I mean, that's pretty impressive in this day and age of people not doing anything at all. And, uh, you know, when I first met him, I had no idea. I just saw him as this slick Russian from New York, and we were in Las Vegas, and I didn't know what to think of him. But we got along pretty well, and we talked about fitness. And, and then uh, last summer I saw him in New York City, and we talked about his uh, swimming training, and he played soccer and all this stuff, and martial arts. And he was a real James Bond type. I mean, he was a very nice dresser, and he was a really funny guy. Uh, he was a salsa champion, um, always had a different girlfriend. He was a, you know, every time I saw him, it seemed like he had a different girlfriend. And uh, he actually practiced ninjutsu, so he was a practicing ninja, a motorcycle enthusiast, a traveler, and a philosopher. Uh, and that's what my friend Simon was writing about on uh, his website about Yuri. 
And it was very sad. I don't know what happened. I mean, he's so fit, and, and it's just, you know, you can't believe that a guy so relatively young and so fit uh, would pass away when you see so many people out there abusing their bodies and, you know, seemingly, you know, living into their 80s and, and, and you know, even at least their, their 70s. I mean, I know my father lived to almost to be 70. He abused his, uh, his body quite a bit with alcohol. And it's amazing that, you know, someone who takes care of themselves so much, you know, the body is just a unbelievably wonderful, strange, hard-to-predict thing. And so, you know, do me a favor and uh, spend a little time with the, the friends that you cherish. And, you know, going back to Yuri's history, there is certainly some information that we can learn from and. And one of the things I posted on Facebook this week was I believe that too many people underestimate their ability to change and design their own lives and make them better. I mean, I really think that we all have this power. And, you know, again, Yuri was living on the streets in Italy, escaped the Soviet Union, and, you know, he escaped poverty to live in poverty, but he still drove on. And, and uh, you know, that spirit is the kind of spirit that I appreciate. And the last thing I'll say is also something I posted on Facebook that got a lot of good response as well, that each day you can make your life a little bit or a a lot more awesome, as the kids are saying these days. So eliminate the toxic, negative, and harmful influences and circumstances from your life if possible. Focus on the positive. Focus on the changes that you can make. Do it for Yuri if you won't do it for me. He was a great guy. You would have had a good laugh with that guy. All right, into Sunday. Our plan, shop, and prepare day, our nutrition tip day. You can, of course, do your planning and shopping and preparing any day, but uh, we're going to talk about nutrition today. And I called up an old article, and in the article I talked about negative calorie foods, and I believe they're a myth. And, you know, people talk about celery and other vegetables that when you consume them, they burn more calories through digestion and absorption and all that than they have. And whether or not that is 100% accurate, it doesn't matter because none of those foods is going to cause you to lose weight on their own. They're simply going to fill you up because they're very nutrient-dense and not energy-dense. Well, celery isn't necessarily nutrient-dense, but you know a lot of fruits and vegetables should be in your diet. But I wouldn't include... Although a lot of people do, a lot of people include apples and bananas in their negative calorie food list, which is ridiculous, especially when other people are claiming that fruit stops fat loss. So, you know, there's a lot of myths out there in the nutrition world, but common sense will simply tell us that eating more vegetables is probably going to be a good thing. It's not going to be a magical thing, but it's going to be a very good thing. And so, again, I highly recommend that you try something new every week. You try and increase the number of vegetables in your diet, add a little fruit to your diet, whole natural foods, and you're going to have some dramatic improvements and changes in your weight loss, in your body composition, and, of course, in your mental alertness and energy all day long. All right, kids, that is it for this week. I'm going to have some interesting travel nutrition tips next week. I'm going to talk about the X factor in fat loss workouts, which I call depletion, And we're also going to take a look at some new resistance training research. And we'll have the dog back next next week as well. So until then, have a great week. Have a great weekend. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy time with your friends and family. And, of course, use this information for another seven days 
of amazing fat burning. This is Craig Valentine for TurbulenceTraining.com and TTFatLoss.com, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye, everyone.